Here we go. Hey guys, how's it going? It's me, Marco, and I am joined by a very special guest today, Mr. Albert Pena, uh, Superintendent of Schools in Samperlita ISD. How you doing today, sir? Great. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us, sir. I know uh, you have a plethora of knowledge that you're wanting to get out there to everybody, especially those that are looking forward to starting our social distancing, learning, and so on and so forth, that I'm sure there's tons of questions out there, and we want to really put this together to, to get some information out on a couple things, just to ease, ease some minds, I would say. What would you say, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, information is, is power. It's critical that, that we keep everybody informed as to what's going on and not leave anybody in the dark. I agree. I agree. And uh, the best way to do that, you know, right now is through technology, through social medias, uh, through the Internet and so on and so forth. Um, you know, that's one of the best ways to get a mass communication out there and, and to make these uh, this information known so everybody can be on the same page. Um, so I guess we can start off and touch on a couple of topics. I, you know, I've talked to a couple of parents uh, and it's not only of our district, but some neighboring districts and some of the some of the things that they had on their mind, some questions that they had. And the, one of the ones that they had was grades. And how are we gonna how are we gonna keep accountable for grades as far as pass and fail? Is it gonna be the way it was? Is it is there gonna be some leniency? Uh, can you give us a little bit of insight on how grading is gonna be done? Well, a little bit, but not a lot, because grading decisions are left uh, to the local districts for the most part. Um, and and even in our district, uh, to the campus, you know, campus guidelines that you may get from your principal are like, I need 10 grades every six weeks, or we're going to count uh, homework 25% and test 50%, or, you know, no more than 30, 30 minutes per uh, day of homework per subject in the elementary, you know, those are all, all things that are, are uh, um, typically discussed between principals and staffs. Now, yes, uh, with, with distance learning taking place now, um, these things are going to have to be changed. Now, let me tell you what the guidance from uh, TEA is. Uh, obviously, if your instruction is going to change, your assessment's going to change as well, but they've left it very open to local districts you know, it says you could take grades, you could do this, you could do that. Um, so the best thing that, that parents can do is communicate with their teachers and their principals. And, and we should be proactive in that and tell people, hey, this is how things are going to work. Um, in our particular situation, um, we're already halfway through the fifth, six weeks. So we've got three weeks of grades that we took before spring break. Uh, by not having school last week, uh, we're actually three-fifths or 60% of the way done with the fifth, six weeks. I agree. And, and, you know, as a teacher, you know, I think I look at different ways that I can assess um, and through what we're going to be doing, whether it's through Google Classroom, our Zoom, our meetings. Um, like I've told some parents already, hey, if you do not have access to this, you're more than welcome to take a picture and send me a text of the work that's done. You're more than welcome to uh, video a, a short segment uh, on discussion and send it to me in, in, by any means. 
I, you know, and I think that teachers and school districts are going to work together and, and be flexible as far as grading goes. Um, because and like I've always said, we're never, we're not here to harm. We're here to help. And I think that we're going to be able to work together. And I hope parents are, are going to be able to work with us too, just so we can get some sort of feedback from them that, you know, that there is, there is some learning going on and that we're, we're just, we're going to go ahead and give them, you know, uh, you know, we have participation, we have assessments, we have dailies. So I think that we'll be able to work together to get enough, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Flexibility and adaptability are the keys. And a little more from the TEA guidance tells us we should be focusing on getting sufficient information to determine levels of proficiency for students to ensure that they're prepared to be academically successful moving into the next school year. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Well, I hope that one uh, cleared up a little bit on, on the grades. Um, the next topic I want to talk about is how are the districts going to help as far as parent support? Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of memes, uh, you know, especially in math, yeah, the, the memes about, hey, what am I ever going to need algebra in real life? And then when you get older, you have your, your high school son coming in and asking for help on it. And <laughs> so how can we help support parents as far as higher level courses, you know, um, you know, if someone, I'm a reading teacher. So if one day my son came to me and asked me help in geometry or algebra or calculus, I'd probably be like, let's go Google because I would be kind of stuck. So what, what do you, what, what are the districts going to do to help out as far as that goes? Hello. You there, sir. I got you You're right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the primary resource obviously is going to be the classroom teacher and our teachers have been real good about telling parents, um, you know, these are the various ways you can communicate with me, uh, whether it's cell phone, uh, phone apps like Remind, Class Dojo. One of the things that uh, the TEA Commissioner Mike Morath has stressed is equity. We need to make sure that everybody has an equal opportunity to progress and to learn um, there have got to be high-tech and low-tech options for communicating uh, with teachers. Uh, there's also a bunch of resources out there on, on the TEA website. The TEA website is tea.texas.gov. And if you put a slash coronavirus after that, there is a, a bunch of information that they've put out specific to the situation that we're going through. And on there, there's a couple of sites that they recommend that parents can look at and see if they meet their needs. One of them is IXL.com. Uh, they've also referred parents to Khan Academy, K-H-A-N, Khan Academy. Uh, also on yesterday's commissioner teleconference, uh, Dr. Rick Lopez, uh, superintendent at Garland ISD, who actually used to be down here at Mission. Uh, he talked about their at-home learning portal, which is uh, available in English Spanish and Vietnamese, because those are the languages they, they see are prevalent in their district. Once again, that's Garland ISD's at-home learning portal. So those are some online uh, resources that parents can look at. Um, as you know, through my Facebook activity, I've got a friend of mine that's a science teacher, and we started a support group as well. Uh, there's some of those out there. Um, and remember that our kids are possibly the most resourceful uh, of all of us. I mean, they have their networks of, I know I can call such and such a person and ask and, you know, cause they're not always comfortable asking the teacher. Uh, they've got peers they can reach out to as well. It's just going to be different 
you know, no longer they're going to be passing the note back and forth between desks. Now it's going to be the text message. Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely true. And, you know, I know at our district, our teachers are going to be available anytime. I know that we've set, uh, you know, um, office hours or whatever it may be, but we're always at parents and students discretion anytime that they have a, a you know, a, a, a question or need some assistance with something. I know that we're going to more more than likely we're, we're not going to ignore calls. You know what I mean? We're going to be there to help just like we are if we were there at school every day. Uh, that's the beauty about that. And I like how you said the peer, the peer to peer, because that's true. We do have everybody at different levels of our students. And that's why we do a lot of group work in the classroom. That way we have the students helping each other out. And I think that's going to be a big thing too. So we're going to have, you know, any, any kind of help and assistance that parents or students are going to need. Uh, we're, we're here for that. And I like that. Now, sir, you know, another thing that some of these parents were asking is, you know, they have their everyday routines of households, some jobs, and now schoolwork of their kids. And one of the big things that they were asking about was, what's the amount of schoolwork that's going to be sent? What's the workload? Uh, do we have anything on that? Do you know anything on that part? Well, once again, that's going to be determined at the at the campus level. But if you recall, speaking of our staff in particular, um, I did send out some suggestions. I'll tell you this. The research says that, um, you know, in, in this type of format, students cannot be expected to have the attention span uh, from eight to three forty five like they do in a regular school day. Remember that what we're doing now is is a new routine, um, you know, these kids may or may not have parents at home supervision. They may have other duties uh, to, to care for their siblings. Um, you may have kids sharing a computer with conflicting schedules. Uh, I know you've talked about issues with the internet service provider. So there's all kinds of things that we need to anticipate and accommodate. And like we said earlier, the key is flexibility. And, and we don't want to overwhelm these kids with, with just work, 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 work because they've got a lot of other things going on, and so do their parents. Uh, we've got we've to be mindful of that. Totally. I, I totally agree with you on that, sir. And, you know, and like we said, me, myself, being a, a parent and a teacher, I'm going to be teaching my classroom where I'm going to have my first grader that might have some work to do as well. And then on top of that, they're hungry 24-7. So if they want to snack them, you know, trying to go make them a sandwich at the same time. And so we don't want to burden, put the pressure on parents or on the students. So I agree with you that, you know, that we're going to have a, 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 you know, a shortened amount. It's, it's going to be different. And it's not going to be the 8 to the 345 of what, they're, of what they had been in the classroom. Uh, because there's so much else that goes on during the school day. When you're at home, it's a totally different monster. And I'm glad that, that you brought that up. And hopefully that'll uh, alleviate some of the, the, the stress that some of these parents might have had as far as the workload that might be expected of these kids to do. Uh, thank you for that, sir. Um, yes, sir. And, and speaking of, we just talked about technology. I know at our district, our secondary had gone one-to-one, -one, whether it was a laptop, a Chromebook, or an iPad. But, you know, there's still some that, that may not have decided to get it or the access to Internet. So we did, we went both. We went to where we could have, you know, something online and then something on paper. 
what can we do or, or how's the district going forward as far as technology to try to get everybody technology that they can have? Well, we've been very fortunate that uh, VTX1 has offered free internet to all students at this time. And I know that our technology director was in the process of, of helping some, some families arrange that. Um, unfortunately, this time, mobile hotspots are, they're kind of like those surgical masks. They're just not, not out there to be found. Um, so those are on back order. So that's not an option for us. But uh, as I said before, um, TEA has, has challenged us with, with finding high-tech and low-tech options for our kids. And once again, we talk about equity, making this fair for everybody. And a little more from the TEA guidance uh, regarding the evaluation of student work is that technology should not be a barrier. Um, we need to ensure that the evaluation of student work and assignment of grades is fair and consistent, and it's focused on student proficiency. They're telling us, do not penalize students for the method by the, the method used by the student to respond. In other words, whether I have to call you and tell you the answer or send you a piece of paper or put it in Google Classroom, and you shouldn't penalize kids for inability to access resources to complete the assignment. If they can't access them, we need to find another way of providing them. Once again, flexibility, that's going to be the key to all of this, and that's what's going to make this go. We're, we're going to have to just all come together. We're all going to have to work together and, you know, to, to get to our end goals. And we're going to have to be flexible. People are going to have to, you know, get out of that norm or that old school ways of things and, and try to be to try to be creative. You know, uh, you know, we, we've even gone to the point where even if we go through lessons during the week, you may not have to turn everything in until Friday, you know, just so we can give them that ample time to get what they need in. And who knows, maybe we'll even extend that. Uh, but like you said, we just want to see that there is growth and that there is you know, the knowledge is going on and, and the learning is happening. So, uh, so and I'm sure as time progresses, things are going to change and we're going to have all kinds of different things going on. What we say today may be changing tomorrow or next week, or we may we may hit a jackpot and, and find ways of technology to get out there. So I promise you people are working on something. There's an app for everything, huh? Um, yes, sir. So what what about meals, sir? I, you know, we've been doing a great job. Our cafeteria staff and those who have been on campus have done a great job uh, providing meals and, and getting meals out for those who want to go by the school. Are we going to continue doing that through this? Uh, yes, our intention is to continue doing so. Um, you know, food insecurity is a societal problem and I have a feeling it's only going to rear its ugly head even more with the way the economy is going with families that are struggling, um, you know, people that are underemployed or unemployed at this time. And we have a responsibility to provide uh, this as one of their most basic needs. Uh, also want to share with you some information. Our public health and government officials are imploring us to continue serving kids uh, because in their professional opinions, it's the safest alternative for kids outside of eating at home, uh, as opposed to restaurants, gas stations, and so forth. Um, you know, there's a lot of research on the CDC website telling you that uh, the risk of transmission through food is very low. And we've been taking all kinds of precautions to, to protect not only our staff, but the students and parents as they come pick up these meals. So, so yes, uh, that's a long answer to your question, but we do plan on, on continuing providing meals for our kids and our community. 
Excellent. And I did see somewhere that it is now allowed for the parent to go and pick up. The kids do not have to be there. Is that correct? Correct. And there's a lot of confusion about that. You know, at first uh, they uh, they said, yes, we've been granted a waiver. And TEA went out and tweeted, hey, you don't have to have your kids with you. And then TDA, which is the Department of Ag, said, well, no, well, no, no, no. We still got to jump through some some hoops and hurdles and, and so forth to to finalize. And I'm going to follow the lead of our commissioner, Marath, who in, in all of our discussions uh, over the past couple of weeks uh, has said, serve the kids and worry about the details later. Now, he said that in the context of providing instructional continuity, but I don't see uh, why that shouldn't apply to feeding kids and feeding uh, youngsters in our community as well. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you, sir, for that clarification. I'm sure that's going to help. So, you know, go out there, go to the districts, go pick up your meals for the kids. Uh, the, the, you know, our, we have our staff working hard to get that out there, and it's a great service. So uh, you guys get out there and go pick up those meals. Uh, the next thing, sir, you know, I have a, I've seen a lot, and a lot of people chiming in on this is, you know, the graduations of our seniors, uh, you know, the, the end of year stuff that we all look forward to. And it's the seniors who, you know, who are kind of in hi hiatus and not sure what's to come. If this if this does, you know, drag on till the end of May, you know, what what are we preparing to do or what what, what can we do as far as still honoring our, our graduating class this year uh, as far as promotions and graduations? Well, let me let me start by by adding a, a personal note first. Um, you know, I have yes, a sir. I have a special connection with our seniors and our eighth graders um, more so than I than I do with with other classes. Uh, unfortunately, our seniors at two times in their career, uh, once in seventh grade math and last year in their physics class, they had the pleasure or the horror of having me walk in and say, "Hey, I'm going to be teaching this class for a few weeks." So. Uh, I got to spend some good quality time with them. And obviously our eighth graders uh, riding the bus with them to the uh, basketball games uh, last couple of years as well. Um, so, so I feel for these kids, my heart aches. I mean, this is uh, supposed to be a special time for them. And I think that we, we owe it to them to do everything possible to make up for, for lost time and for these experiences. Uh, the actual ceremonies uh, we will hold to the extent that we're able to hold, depending on how this situation progresses. Um, it may not be on the currently scheduled day. Uh, there may be modifications to that, but you know, I've, I've had a lot of thoughts running through my head about, you know, what about uh, senior trip and senior skip day and, and all of these things that they should be enjoying. And, you know, a lot of those are in jeopardy right now, but uh, I will do everything in my power to make sure that, that this uh, year is, memorable for them in a positive way definitely and, and it's much deserved you know what i mean and i know that we're you know once this does pass that we will we will find a way and we will find a way to honor them and, and you know send them off the way that they should uh but you know we'll just keep working together and we're just hoping for the best as far as far as the the end of all this and um uh, so we'll wait till that time comes, and to the meantime, we'll keep uh, we'll we'll keep being creative of things that we could do when that time comes. Uh, thank you for that, sir. And I guess the last thing on my mind right now, with everything that's going on, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of stress, there's a, a lot of 
whether it's parents, whether it's students, faculty, staff, what can we do as a school district as far as supporting uh, through for social emotions, sir? What, what, what do you think the best thing to go about that is? Well, first of all, let me tell you that when I made notes to respond to that question, I, I, I specifically wanted to talk about those three groups as well, students, staff, and parents. So you hit the nail right on the head there. And, you know, we've talked about the uncertainty, and this is a stressful time for all. Um, but I think the best way is to be a village and to take a team approach and to support one another. Um, I don't have the the relationship with, with uh, every teacher that I have or the relationship that I have with different teachers is, is different. And the same for the principals. Uh, you know, some of you may lean on your colleagues more than on your principal, uh, whatever the case may be. But hopefully everybody has somebody that they can lean on at this time. Um, you know, I guess the, the best thing we can do is to just continue reaching out and, and let people know that we're here. You know, I talk about the team approach. Um, we have a lot of individuals on our staff that have uh, relationships with, with students, with uh, community members and so forth. Um, you know, for example, our business manager is very well connected and she's a resource for a lot of people. Our principals through their various networks, uh, yourself, you know, the leaders on our campus. I just hope, you know, um, that people at this time are not afraid to, to come forth and say, hey, I could use a little help. You know, that's very difficult to do. Um, but those same things that we encourage our kids to do, you know, raise your hand, I need help. Uh, you know, we need to do that as adults as well. I, I agree. And, you know, that's one thing about our district, I feel, is that, you know, we're a very tight knit group and, and uh, you know, we, we do have different groups there that that are there to to fall on. You know what I mean? To, and fall back on it and for guidance or for support or whatever it may be. Um, and our students, you know, the rapport with our students, whether it's your classroom teachers or, you know, your coaches, whatever it may be. Uh, we're here. You know, we're all here for for everybody. And together, like you said, it's going to take a village and, and we'll get through this. But, um, you know, those are just a couple of the uh, the topics and the points that I talked to a couple of parents about. They want a little bit more clarification. And I'm hoping this kind of gives them a little bit of ease, maybe a little bit of better understanding. Now, sir, if there's any other questions that a parent should have, uh, what's the best place to, to contact or reach out for? Well, personally, they can me through my school email, apena at spisd.org. Um, if there are other listeners that, that I can help in any way, uh, can reach out to me through that email. Uh, also, you can find me on Twitter at IV. that's short for Albert A. Pena IV. Um, or you can find my cell phone number somewhere. It's not that hard to find either. But as I said, you know, parents, anybody listening, students, community members, if you need help, it doesn't have to be me. Reach out to somebody. Um, you know, reach out to somebody, get your get your questions answered, get your need your needs met. And sir, can you give us your email once again? I'm sorry, I think we were we had a little bit of uh, of interference there. Could you give us your email once again? A Pena at spisd.org. All right. Sir, any final words before we, we say our goodbye today? Yes, but I, I'm I'm gonna paraphrase from uh, Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw was the uh, uh, anchor on the NBC Nightly News for many years, and he wrote this book uh, called The Greatest Generation. And this was about folks that were raised during the Great Depression, and then 
went on to serve our country in World War II. Uh, and he spoke about those that served the country, both home and abroad, uh, doing various tasks. But what he said, the reason he called them the greatest generation is that these people fought not for fame and recognition, but because it was the right thing to do. And there's a lot of people out there these days doing that. You're one of them, Coach. Well, appreciate that, sir. Um, well, I hope that this, uh, you know, this guy, this information guy that gets out there and helps out some people. And once again, we're here, you know, we're here for, for any feedback or any type of, of listening or, you know, if I don't know something, you know, I'm going to go find the answer from somebody else. And, and you're one of the ones I'll, I'll go to first, sir. Um, but we really appreciate you taking the time and, and putting this out there. And, you know, that's all I have to say for today. And, uh, and hopefully we can get this going. We'll get, we'll get past this all. And this too shall pass. That's right. Uh, thank you again. I appreciate the opportunity to get some info out there. And like I said, people, reach out. Reach out to somebody. All right, sir. Then we'll talk to you later. We appreciate everything. Thank you. Have a good one.